The opinions and views expressed in the OC Show with Cameron Jackson do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. Orange County, are you ready? It's time. For the best damn radio show in all of Orange County. What's it called? The OC Show! Right here, right now on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I sit behind this microphone of truth, telling you what really goes on here in Orange County. And just like the sun shining in Orange County 354 days of the year, you can count on three things. Expensive lattes. Expensive SUVs. And Cameron Jackson. Every Friday. Protecting you from the evils of Michael Schroeder. And his husband, Susan Kang Schroeder. And Larry Agron. And Beth Craw. Sit back now, relax, and enjoy the next hour of your life right here on KUCI. Bam, baby. Welcome to the show. I am Cameron Jackson. This is the OC Show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, the greatest radio station in all of Orange County. And... The greatest radio show in all of Orange County. Yes, once again, back behind the microphone of truth, my friends. I have a very good guest in here today that we will be talking to shortly. But before that, let's talk about how you can keep watching this, or excuse me, keep listening to this show if you are outside of your car. Right now, you're going to your office, going to your house, wherever you might be. You can go to KUCI.org. Click in the upper right-hand corner for your streaming audio. That is KUCI.org. Also, if you want to, you can always go to my blog, theocshow.net, theocshow.net, and you can uh, check out what's going on with the show. You can check out um, uh, upcoming shows upcoming uh, guests. You can read about past shows. You can listen to past shows. Yes, I have past shows up there that you can listen to. So all good stuff. Also, if you want to during the show, you can email me. Uh, email me a question if you'd like. It's Cameron at theocshow.net. That is C-A-M-E-R-O-N, Cameron at theocshow.net. Now, getting on to some very important things. We have an election coming up next week. Well, not next week, the week after. It's on the 8th, June 8th, right around the corner. And as you know, I've been covering 
bits and pieces of the various elections around in Orange County. None more so, though, than the sheriff's race, because the sheriff's race has been one of the most important races in Orange County. Quite possibly, the sheriff's office is the most important office in all of Orange County. It commands a $800 million budget and rising. It commands uh, upwards of 2,000 deputies, our jails, uh, and the sheriff is has the real bully pulpit here in Orange County because they have 12-plus cities that they uh, contract out to, and they have the, the sheriff has a lot of influence throughout the county. And as you all know, uh, we have three people who are running for sheriff. We have Bill Hunt, we have... Sandra Hutchins, who's the current appointed sheriff, and then we have Craig Hunter. Now, this election I've talked about is important for one very large reason. For the last 10 years, we had a certain someone named Mike Corona who was in the office of sheriff. And Mike Corona, through the use of his um, handlers, like Michael J. Schroeder, uh, like uh, Susan Kang Schroeder, like John Lewis, like Adam Fat Probolsky, they they ran this county into the ground. Uh, They ran it into the ground with their corrupt ways. They ran it into the ground with the types of people that are in elected office at their hands, i.e. Dana Rohrabacher, i.e. Tony Rakakis, i.e. Mike Corona. I mean, these are all the people that have been placed into office by the likes of Mike Schroeder. Well, Michael Schroeder now is trying to get Craig Hunter into the sheriff's office. That's his guy. And if that doesn't work, which it looks like it's not going to at this point in time, the next best thing he can go for is Sandra Hutchins. And let me tell you now why it is so important that you cannot let the machine, the spin machine, the media machine, uh, the naysayers out there influence your vote on this one into voting for either Sandra or Craig. Craig is a complete shill. He's an empty suit. He's out there for Michael Schroeder. He is Michael Schroeder's guy. He is the second coming of Mike Corona, plain and simple, hands down. Sandra Hutchins is weak politically. She doesn't know her rear end from a hole in the wall when it comes to politics. How do we know this? Look at who her campaign manager is, Bill Christensen. Who is Bill Christensen? He is a Schroederite. He is part and parcel of Mike Schroeder. She is so politically naive. This is a woman who was registered Democrat who never voted. I've seen her voting record. She doesn't know what she's doing. And the fact that Mike Schroeder could throw his weight towards her, tells you oodles and oodles about what she is about. So, do you want a guy like Mike Corona, or excuse me, Mike Schroeder, can't keep them apart because they're both pretty much the same, Uh, do you want a guy like Mike Schroeder in control of another sheriff here in Orange County? Because if you want that, you get Mike Corona. That's what you get for the next 4, 8, 12 years. Or do you want something that's different? Do you want change? Because if my guest gets elected, my guest today being Bill Hunt, if my guest gets elected, things will change in this county for the better. This county will not operate under the same corrupt, same old 
good old boys ways of past if Bill Hunt gets elected. That's it, plain and simple. Now, I'm going to preface this before I have Bill Hunt jump on the mic here with me. I'm going to preface this. Well, I'm not going to preface it. I'm going to give you all a disclaimer. Because unlike other people in the media who don't talk about what their allegiances are to the people that they put in front of the camera or behind a microphone, I do. Every time I talk about Bill Hunt, I talk about my relationship to Bill Hunt. Because I believe in transparency. And I've said it on this show in the past, and I'll say it here again. I said it last time he was in this booth with me. Bill Hunt is my friend. I met Bill Hunt back in 2005 when he was running the first time for sheriff. And since then, we have become very good friends. We've worked together as private investigators. I can't say enough about the integrity, the morals, and the outstanding character of this man, which is why I'm happy to have him in here with me today and any other day that he wants to come in here because he represents what we as Americans want from our elected officials. We want people who are not corruptible. We want people who stand up for what is right, regardless of what all the other namby-pamby people out there are wimping and whining over. We want somebody who's going to stand up for our rights and stand up and do the right thing, even if it's not politically expedient. With that said, Bill Hunt, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Cameron. It's good to be back. It's good to have you back, Bill. And I want to talk about, and you're here to talk about, this latest controversy that has occurred on Monday of this week, the first hit piece from the Schroeder clan, came out via their mouthpiece in the media, Dave Lopez. That's right. Dave Lopez, KCAL 9, CBS 2, quote-unquote investigative reporter, right. right, when he gets something thrown into his lap, That's right. came out and did the hit piece on you regarding your profession as a private investigator. Correct. Where you weren't doing anything illegal, immoral, or unethical. You were doing your job. That's right. This is nothing more than a smear uh, campaign to try to discredit me because they can't win on the issues, Cameron. I defined early on the issues in this race, and that is the Second Amendment, protecting our constitutional rights. And guess what? Not just the popular ones like our First Amendment and our Second Amendment, but yes, our Fourth Amendment uh, guarantee against unreasonable search and seizure, our Fifth Amendment rights to due process, our Sixth Amendment right to a defense when you're charged with a crime. Because in America... The America that our founding fathers created, we're innocent until proven guilty. And here's the thing. Here's the thing. This report comes out, and I don't know if the listeners got a chance to, to uh, see the report, but in the report, Dave Lopez goes out and he first talks to Paul Walters, right, who is the chief of Santa Ana Police, correct. who is a Sandra Hutchins supporter, but he doesn't recognize him as such. That's correct. And then he talks to Michael Schroeder's wife, Susan Kang Schroeder. You bet. Who is the chief of staff over at the DA's office. Again, she is a Craig Hunter supporter, but he doesn't recognize her as such. This story, they allege that you defended a gang member. Not only that, Cameron... He alleged that I uh, defended and testified in the case of another gang member, and it was inaccurate information. He distorted the facts intentionally. And you know what? 
if that were a police officer that did that, they'd be calling for his job. And you know what? We probably would take his job from him if he intentionally lied and distorted the facts. But this guy, who passes himself off as a member of the press, is lying and distorting information to the public, and nobody's holding them accountable, including the other mainstream media outlets in, in Orange County. So let's talk about it real quick. What is it that these... I, I understand there's confidentiality. I'm a private investigator myself. We work with attorneys. There's attorney-client work privilege here. Right. Uh, all the stuff that Michael Schroeder would hide behind um, when Mike Corona was in trouble. And by the way, the irony of this, the irony of this, you defend, uh, you're, you're, you're working on behalf of attorneys who are defending people who have only alleged, they've only been alleged to have done these crimes. Right. And yet they come out right away in the media and they say, you're defending gang members when they haven't been proven to be gang members yet. That's right. And they don't afford these two guys, these two defendants, the same thing that they asked for when Mike Corona was indicted federally. What's the first thing they said when Mike Corona was federally indicted? They said, oh, oh, wait. Just remember, folks, he's innocent until proven guilty. Correct. And he's looking forward to his day in court. And he's looking forward to his day. So what are these cases about? Well, before we get into that, here's what's even more scary. You have a chief of police, and you have the number two person in the district attorney's office who responds directly to uh, the district attorney, Tony Rakakis. And they're coming out and making a political issue and essentially determining the facts of a case before the evidence is even heard in court. Can you imagine that? And they're doing it for political purposes. And this is a district attorney who has had not one, but two wrongfully convicted, well-publicized, wrongfully convicted uh, individuals in the past. Dwayne McKinney, who, uh, who Tony Rakakis prosecuted as a prosecutor, spent 16 years in prison. And he was ultimately acquitted of those charges and released. And another guy named Arthur Carmona, who the same thing. This guy was it was a witness identification, just like the Lua case. And he was wrongfully identified and ultimately uh, had to be released and acquitted of those charges. And if the, anybody you would think would be hesitant about stepping out front for political reasons and politicizing a case before the evidence is heard in court, you'd think it would be Tony Rakakis. But that's not how these scoundrels behind the scenes in Orange County politics work. So give me, give me as much as you can about these two cases. What's it, what was it about? Were these guys even gang members? I mean, how distorted are the facts that have been played out so far in the media? Well, I was called by one of the attorneys that I work with on occasion, and he, he's funny. He called me and he said, look, Bill, I'm calling you, and I'm telling you that uh, this guy's innocent. I know I say that in all my cases, but I really believe it this time. But, you know, you know how we work. I mean, uh, private investigators, you know, I'm being painted as, uh, as defending uh, a gang member. We don't defend anybody. What we do, just like the police, is we go out and we look at facts objectively and produce those facts uh, to our client's attorney so that they can make the best determination on how to proceed with the case. And I don't take the attorney's word for whether uh, somebody appears to be innocent or guilty or the client's word or any witness's word. What I do is go out and interview everybody, look at the facts, review the police reports, look at the circumstances. And then ultimately, when you have a clear picture, you can determine best what happens. That's the role of a private investigator. Then we turn those facts and those reports over to the attorney who has the responsibility of uh, preparing the defense in court. And let me stop you right there. As a PI myself, I can tell you 
nine times out of ten, when I go out to collect the facts on these cases, it's not good for my client. Nine times out of ten. And you have to present that to the attorney and say, guess what? Your case sucks. Well, that's right. I mean, uh, think about it. We're we're both uh, former law enforcement. And the reality is... Uh, law enforcement has a distinct advantage. They have almost unlimited resources. They can commit as much uh, manpower and time to a case as they want to. And uh, if they do their work, I mean, they should not be concerned about a private investigator uh, looking around for objective facts on the case. The, the reality is the budgets of most of our clients uh, can't, uh, can't compete in any way with with the uh, police departments in the district attorney's office. So moving forward, then, if you're just joining us, this is the OC Show. I am Cameron Jackson. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My guest today is Orange County Sheriff's candidate Bill Hunt. He's talking about the recent dust-up here in the media, the political hit pieces that have uh, occurred this week regarding his profession. Uh, he did nothing wrong, nothing illegal, immoral, or unethical, yet he is being painted as such by the likes of Dave Lopez and his masters, Michael J. Schroeder. Uh, Bill, so on these particular cases, mm-hmm. are these guys gang members? What's going on? Well, there's an allegation uh the police have alleged that uh, Mr. Lua, in this case, is a gang member, but it's uh, it's never been documented that he is a gang member. He doesn't claim gang membership, has never been junk- jumped into a gang. And I noticed in his booking photo, I didn't see any gang tattoos. I didn't see any prison tats anywhere on his neck see, or chest. That's the other thing that's disingenuous here. When Susan Kang Schroeder came out and described this guy as a very dangerous gang member, look, this kid... He's a young guy in his 20s, had one contact with police in his life prior, one. He, he served probation, uh, and that was a juvenile contact. He served probation, got off of probation, and hasn't had any problems or contacts with the police since. And, in fact, there are no document they, they haven't any contact documentation with him or anything else. And on this case, he voluntarily allowed them to search his house, to search his car, which he didn't have to do. Now, how many active gang members do you know that don't keep gang indicia or some type of gang uh, paraphernalia in their, it's part, in their homes. It's part and parcel of Of course it members. is, because they're proud of it. And, and let's also say, too, here for all the people who uh, say you're a racist, uh, wasn't this guy a uh, inner-city Latino kid? Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Look, this is, again, that issue with immigration enforcement is about the rule of law, and this is, too, this is about our constitutional rights. And my role is to ensure that the folks that we work for, our clients, receive a fair trial. And if they're guilty, if the facts show that uh, it's, it's likely they committed the offense, and that's what they report. If the, if the facts and uh, show something else, don't blame the facts. Now, on Lua's case, is it resolved yet? It is not. I mean, it's still an ongoing. So, yeah. the, so the district attorney, the, the chief of staff of the district attorney's office, is openly commenting that this guy is a dangerous gang member Correct. about a case that is ongoing. Yeah. To... It, it really jeopardizing the case, this guy's ability to get a fair trial with an impartial jury in Orange County for political purposes. If that isn't a travesty, I don't know what is. Okay, so Lou is ongoing. Now, what about this This next one was Vasquez? Is that the second one that they've been referencing Yeah, that's now? another case I had in the past. And, and they had these very inflammatory pictures posted mm-hmm. on Greg Block's website. Greg Block is, of course, who? Greg Block is a Mike Corona supporter. Which right. means what? He is involved with Mike Schroeder. And where do the pictures, the most inflammatory pictures that have nothing to do with your guy that you're, uh, that you're 
finding facts for that you're quote unquote defending. Correct. Nothing to do with him. It's just two guys that they happen to have found. Explain it to us, please. Yeah. Well, that's just another case where uh, the police over overreached, uh, alleged uh, charges that were not sustainable, and and it was even reported accurately in the paper today that they had to uh, drop many of the charges and, and eventually enter into a plea deal because they could not prove the allegations. And that's unfortunate, uh, but that's the really the extent of that case. So, uh, and, and this guy, uh, gang member or no gang member? He is not a gang member. Okay, so, so let's see here. Two for two now, they're and not in, gang members. And in fact, this guy is 32 years old. Again, he's another guy who has a juvenile, uh, was involved in a gang in another county, uh, was involved in a crime, went to YA, uh, CYA for it, served his time, not only got off of his probation, had the record expunged, which means, for all intents and purposes, that record doesn't exist anymore. There is no evidence anywhere of any contact ever. This guy is a longtime resident of Santa Ana. He's never been contacted by the Santa Ana Police Department, never been documented as a gang member in any way. It, 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 you know, that's the problem. I mean, it's not my fault if the case, if the allegations aren't sustained by the facts. If you're just joining us, this is the OC Show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I am Cameron Jackson. My guest today is Bill Hunt. He's running for Orange County Sheriff. Uh, Bill, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about fundraising because it's fun to talk about that and how well it's been going for you. And I want to talk about, your obviously, your platforms and, and where you stand and why this issue that they're bringing up is so important and so pivotal and such an important part of your campaign. You bet. So, uh, we will be right back. Welcome back. Just remember, ladies and gentlemen... The opinions and views expressed in the OC Show with Cameron Jackson do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. And one other thing that you need to remember, folks. I am your Superman. All right, so uh, welcome back to the show. I am Cameron Jackson. This is the OC Show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Today my guest in studio with me is Orange County Sheriff's candidate Bill Hunt. Bill Hunt, welcome back to the show. My pleasure. And uh, if you're just joining us and you want to keep listening to the show, once you get out of your car, you can do so at KUCI.org. Click in the upper right-hand corner for streaming audio, and you can continue listening at your house, in your in your office, wherever you might be. Also, if you want, you can send me an email during the show. Ask Bill a question. It's Cameron at theocshow.net. That is Cameron at theocshow.net. You can also go to my blog anytime you like, theocshow.net, 
All one word, theocshow.net, and you can check out past shows, upcoming shows, listen to past shows, check out previous commentary, etc., etc. My guest today, of course, Bill Hunt, we've been talking about uh, the latest media dust-up. And, you know, that was something that I just thought about uh, while the uh, music was playing here. I had an interesting exchange with somebody in the media today uh, Mm -hmm. on my... um, email account because I put out a blast about the show and I talked about how you are the front runner and this person in the media wrote back and basically was like what proof do you have that Bill Hunt is the front runner in fact in fact my polling shows that Sandra's beating Bill two to one now what's I find interesting about this is that I've seen no polls that show that Sandra is beating you two to one in fact the last poll that we saw from John Lewis who's a Schroederite uh, showed you guys neck and neck right and not only that, they didn't talk about what Craig Hunter's numbers were at the time, so I'm assuming he was less than 5%. Uh, and it seems to me, last time when you were running, that you had a lot of difficulties making inroads with the mainstream media here in Orange County. And the same seems to hold true this time for you as well. And my response to the, to the person in the media was, show me the contrary. Show me that... What poll are you talking about? Why hasn't that poll been publicized? Show me where Bill Hunt isn't the front runner. Who's getting attacked the most at this point in the race? Is it Sandra Hutchins? Is it Craig Hunter? Or is it Bill Hunt? Gee, it's Bill Hunt. And why is Bill Hunt being attacked? Because he's the front runner. Yeah, because you hit the guy with the ball. That's that's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. So how has it been with the media this time around? You know, look, I'm not the establishment candidate, and our... Our traditional media here in Orange County, uh, you know, they're, they're hooked arm in arm with, with the establishment folks and the people behind the scenes like the Schroeders who like to manipulate and control them. And they just go along with it. And, and, and I get, uh, you know, we get dismissed and get discounted quite a bit. And even, you know, when they use one excuse one time, it used to be how much money you're raising, how much money you're raising. Well, here we are today showing that we're raising a substantial amount of money. I mean, we've, over the last 60 days, we've been taking in over $1,200 a day unsolicited. I mean, our campaign is really gaining support. We've had over 1,000 individual contributions in this campaign. Money is coming in because people believe in my message. So we're excited about it. But, you know, I know we're not going to get the coverage. But you know what we've been able to do this time, too? Through our networking, through our Facebook. Uh, we've got over 7,000 people networked on our Facebook. We've got a tremendous email list we put out and stay in direct contact with our, with our supporters. We're able to put out our own message and educate people as to what's going on. On our website, BillHuntForSheriff.com, we have videos that explain my positions that none of the other candidates have because they're afraid to take positions number one number two then get on there and find out what's going on with the campaign how successful our events are i mean you can go on to our page we're not you know we're not uh, uh a buffalo on people about the turnouts at our events you can see how many people are coming people are engaged they're committed they're excited about our campaign it doesn't matter whether the mainstream media here in Orange County, the establishment media, covers it or not. Because, you know, if you look at the comments and the blogs with their stories anyway, they lack credibility. People know. They've been through this before. They've seen it, right, with the whole corona debacle. They've seen it. So people are finally looking and paying attention. And that's what's great about America. we got the best system of government there is. We get the government we deserve. And when people are paying attention, they're pulling the veneer back, they're, they're screening their candidates, finding out who they are, and putting the right ones in office. They don't care what the media says. And, 
And, and uh, you know, getting back to the fundraising issue, mm-hmm. you had a pretty good fundraising this quarter. You bet. You, you, it yeah. was like 78000 and change. Yep. You got within basically $10,500 of the appointed sheriff. Right. She made just 10500 ahead of you. Right. And uh, you blew Craig Hunter out of the water. You, right. you, he got something like $42,000. And what I found very interesting, though, is that They've loaned, both of them have loaned substantial amount of money to themselves. I believe Hunter has loaned something like $17,500 to himself. Right. Uh, Sandra has loaned almost $100,000 to herself, and they have a lot of outstanding debt. Because of it, you've got no right. debt. Well, here we are. we got uh, an entrepreneur and a businessman, a conservative who's out managing his campaign like he'd run the sheriff's department. I have no debt. I've made no loans to the campaign. We're running it uh, grassroots. We're doing it right. We're making sure that we pay our bills and we don't owe anybody anything. And isn't that how government's supposed to work? And look at the two bureaucrats in the race, right? Working with other people's money, just like they do with our tax dollars. And you can see the result. So the proof's in the pudding. Oh, and, you know, it's one of the things that they really have an advantage on, these two, that is striking is that they're both receiving government uh, money right now. Uh, right. Craig Hunter is a, is a, works for the Anaheim Police Department. He's a deputy chief over there. He That's probably right. makes a hundred plus thousand dollars a year. He can take off as much time from work as he wants and gets paid for that. Right. Uh, and Sandra, who's the appointed sheriff, is double dipping right now. Yeah, she's making four hundred and seventy-two thousand dollars a year. Cameron. Right. And you are out working your regular job. Yep. Not and. Doing the campaign at the same time. Yeah, it's not just working my regular job. I'm running a business. So, you know, I'm having to go get the work, market, network, bring the work in, make sure the work gets accomplished, follow up on the business. You know, you know, you run a business. Yes, I do. So let's talk about the campaign then uh, as far as your platforms. For somebody who's never heard Bill Hunt before speak, um, give me some of your basic uh, premise and platforms. Well, first and foremost, uh, you know, I'm a constitutional candidate. I mean, I believe that the sheriff... Has, it, it, it is the highest ranking office in the county, law enforcement office. And I think the duty that that office holds for supporting our constitutional rights, no, no place is it more important than the sheriff. Number one, look what happens here in California. The sheriff is the one who determines the policy for the issuance of concealed weapons. We've seen what happens when somebody either applies their political agenda to it or, worse yet, controls that, is stingy with that uh, responsibility, which is really what it is, so that they can control political contributions. And I've said right from the beginning that when I'm sheriff, we're going to issue concealed weapons to law-abiding citizens, and uh, uh, personal protection will meet uh, the standard of good cause. Also, for me, fiscal responsibility, I mean, you talked about it uh, from the context of our uh, financial disclosures and our campaign fundraising, but how much more is that important with the Orange County Sheriff's Department? You mentioned the budget. It's up around $900 million. It's the biggest single expense in our county government, which public safety is anyway. We need somebody in there managing it responsibly and bringing in innovative solutions that can cut costs, like charging our inmates back for the health care that they receive in the jails, reorganizing the way we do in the jails, reorganizing the way we feed the inmates so we're spending less time and resources feeding them and cleaning up after it and more time uh, providing security in our jails. I'm, I'm, look, I'm talking with the Humane Society about uh, leasing Uh, part of the farm to them so that they can bring in uh, abused animals. And we can provide inmate workers 
to care for those animals. So you, you have a, a rehabilitation program that benefits the inmates. Uh, we can take in revenue, and we can work with the Humane Society. It's a win, win, win. These are the types of things we need to do. Stopping the pension spiking at the top of the organization. Stopping the take-home cars from everybody, a uh, sergeant above who gets to drive cars home. County gas. Do you know how much that adds up over time? So it's not about layoffs. Layoff is the lazy man's bureaucrat's approach uh, to cutting costs, right? They don't want to roll up their sleeves and have and help curtail some of the perks that they're taking advantage of. What they want to do is, is uh, just cut the newest people in the organization out. But that doesn't save costs next year. Are we going to cut more costs? Is that what we're going to do? What we need to do is fundamentally reform the way we're doing business, and that's going to lead to savings this year next year and on and on and then if we do it some of the other departments may do the same thing and then those cuts are going to become far-reaching and really really uh, save costs over time also we've got to look at some of the policies in the orange county sheriff's department we have a failed site and release policy that many people don't aren't aware of most people think our jails are overcrowded but the reality is we have close to two by the sheriff's own estimate two thousand empty beds in our jail for the first time in history, the entire fourth floor is shut down. There's nobody in it. And what does she want to do? She wants to bring federal criminal detainees in and lease that space uh, to the federal government, provide our multi-million dollar jails and our highly trained deputy sheriffs to supervise federal inmates. And she says it's going to save, uh, make $20 million a year in revenue. Number one, she hasn't shown anybody how we're going to get that, that figure. Number two, we know... Just by looking at her former agency, the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department, they lost an entire facility, jail facility, to the federal government. And guess what, Cameron? They're behind on their payments. Well, go figure. The federal government's $13 trillion in debt. Where do you think the Los Angeles County falls on that? And where do you think Orange County's going to fall on it? So then let's look what's happening here. We're citing releasing all of our misdemeanor arrests. They're not required to be booked. They're not required to be... Um, to pay bail, they're not accountable to anybody, and nobody shows up in court. So we have 140,000 warrants in our system right now today nobody's looking for. To put that in context, the city of Orange has a population of 137,000. we got more, more uh, warrants in our system than we have residents in the city of Orange. Now, there's a county in Texas where a judge went to the sheriff who had 6,000 outstanding warrants, and he said, hey, sheriff, you don't start bringing these people in to court. I'm going to dismiss the case. Could you imagine how upside down we are here when nobody's even look at it? And, and it, we go to the fire, uh, uh, to the, from the firing pan to the fire next because we all know our state budget uh, is in, uh, uh, we're in real trouble at the state level. And they're getting ready to release 80,000 criminals back out early. Into, now, where are they going to go? And a lot of them are going to come back to Orange County, aren't they? Guess what? Cuts in parole. They're not going to have active supervisory parole like they used to have. Uh, probation, we already know probation had to do cuts, and, they, and a lot of the supervisory programs are gone. When these people reoffend, and we've got federal criminal aliens in our jail, and 140,000 of our own crooks running around bumping into each other out there committing crimes, how are we going to solve that problem? It's a broken system. We need to start doing is booking our own crooks, making sure that they can uh, have the opportunity to pay bail. If they do that, they have a bondsman responsible for them. If, the, if they don't show up in court, the bondsman has to pay into the system. If they're, we're, they're uh, being held financially accountable for their own criminal behavior rather than us, 
right? That's a healthy criminal justice system. It creates jobs in the bail bond industry. It contributes to the economy. It's the same thing with the public defender's office versus the private defense bar. So we have a broken system, and we need to fix it. Early outs, site and releases, these are problems. They're not public safety. Uh, they're, not, they're not in the best interest of public safety the way we're doing it now. If you're just joining us, this is the OC Show right here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I am Cameron Jackson, your illustrious host. My guest today is Orange County Sheriff's candidate, Bill Hunt. Bill is a very good friend of mine. I've known him since 2005. Uh, we've uh, helped each other out in our private investigation businesses, and I make no secret of it that he is my very good friend. But I like to tell all of you out, th- out there as well so that you know what my connection to Bill Hunt is. Um, let's get on. You said something about bail bondsmen, and, and this has been a big issue in the jails. Um, I've even heard um, issues with this from my clients yeah. in the jails, and that's on the uh, capping. Capping. Uh, yeah. Explain what that is and why it's a problem and what you're going to do about it. Capping is the unlawful solicitation of bail within the jails. So our, our state laws prohibit any solicitation of bail in the jail. So, in other words, uh, uh, so a family member or somebody has to contact a bail bondsman in order to initiate the process. They can't go to the jail and solicit. It, but what's happening is you have unethical bail bond companies that are that are contracting with inmates essentially to recruit bail for them inside then then if they get a bond they'll put money on the inmates books and pay them for it well what that and that is corruption that's wholesale corruption whether the sheriff's department's involved in it or not they're the only ones that can investigate it and the bail bond industry here in, and the bail bond association here in Orange County has been pleading with the sheriff's department and the DA's office for literally Cameron years now to do something about it. And in fact, they hired my agency to conduct several investigations where we verified that this type of thing is going on. And uh, it's taken years, but we finally have somebody in the sheriff's department who's uh, investigating those cases. But the DA has still refused to file any of them. But when they have a political reason to do it, like they did with Joe Cavallo a couple of years back, they went. So you see what I mean? It's so disingenuous. When you have a corruption issue in the jail, the only people that can investigate that thoroughly and ensure that it's eradicated is the sheriff's department, and they've been unwilling to do it uh, so far. Yeah, and on the Joe Cavallo thing, it's funny you mentioned that. You know, Joe Cavallo was involved with uh, Mike Corona and had the goods on Mike Corona, and so what Michael Schroeder did via Tony Rakakis, the DA, right. was they prosecuted, I call it a political persecution, right. they persecuted uh, Joe Cavallo on the capping charges, something they've only done once that I can recall yeah. e- ever doing, yeah. uh, got him on capping so that they could discredit him for the federal trial. So that, again, kind of plays into the whole theme That's of right. and, and, what and, they're capable of. And just of. so anybody doesn't misunderstand, we're not defending Joe Cavallo. That's what, right. he, what he did was wrong. He was capping. That's right. But if the only time you've ever prosecuted anybody for it was to take out one of your political uh, rivals or somebody who has the goods on you when you're under a federal investigation... You know, that's the problem with justice in Orange County, uh, or lack thereof. Also, too, Cameron, when we're talking, illegal immigration is a big issue. Yeah, too. I was just going to ask you about that. What are you, because there's been a lot of, a lot of people like, oh, he's, he's racist because yeah. of the illegal immigration yeah. issues, and, and, uh, and I want to talk about sending the armed posse out to stop the water. I mean, those are two kind of, I think, misconceptions that people right. have. So let's talk about the immigration real quick. Well, the immigration, here's why I feel it's important. Number one, our country... We've got problems at every level. I mean, uh, like I mentioned, we're $13 trillion in debt at the national level. Right here in California, 
We're $20 billion upside down. We can't pay our bills. In Orange County, 15 years after a bankruptcy, we're in dire financial straits, and everybody's panicking about resources in one of the most wealthiest uh, counties in the wealthiest country in the world. It's a, it's a travesty. Now, a third of our criminal justice system, a third of our health care system, and a third of our education system are being overburdened by illegal immigration, and no one wants to look at it. We've got major problems. And how are we going to fix our economy if we don't deal with that issue? Are we going to do it by uh, putting it on the backs of business owners and taxpayers? At the, while we have illegal aliens here benefiting from, from uh, uh, welfare programs and a welfare system that's crippling us, it's, it, this isn't a racial issue. It's a law and order issue. The sheriff is responsible for enforcing the laws in this state. And we need somebody who's willing to do it. And you remember those 140,000 warrants I talked to you about? How many of those you think are illegal? Because here in Orange County, you know, it's an election year gimmick. They talk tough about how they're doing the screening in the jails. But the reality is they may be screening them, but they're not always referring them to immigration. And, and the, the, the scam is none of our misdemeanors, none of them are screened. They're just given a ticket in the field. Even drunk drivers that we book into the jail temporarily, they're not screened for their immigration status. They're released right away. So, you know, we have to either do this thing right or, or you know, continue doing what we're doing, which is nothing. And that's what my two opponents, both of whom came from sanctuary cities, both of whom want to accept and, and have voted to accept the matricula ID card as legitimate form of ID, which, as you know, precludes you from asking further questions about immigration status. It's a shame. This is an issue about leadership. And people, you know what, when you take it, look at me. I've taken a, I took a strong position on Mike Corona. I'm taking a strong position on the Louis issue. I've taken a strong position on illegal immigration, the Second Amendment. And everybody wants to, you know, call you a heretic and say you're a least canon or whatever. But we're not going to change this broken system until we get someone with the conviction and the Constitution to do the right thing. You know, speaking of the Constitution, mm-hmm. we... We were talking earlier about the Lua case where yeah, they're, where they're yeah. accusing you of working for a gang member. Right. Uh, and you, you brought up some interesting parallels about that and, yeah. and John Adams and some dates. Explain that to the listeners because I think it's a very interesting parallel. You know what's remarkable? I, I look at uh, the way this thing's unfolding and I think, you know, the Lord really must be looking out for me. I mean, you, you know, from the beginning, my campaign has been about our constitutional rights and having somebody who will support and defend the Constitution live up to the oath that they take. There's no more important responsibility for an elected official than that. In fact, that's their duty. A lot of the other things they do are responsibilities, but it's not their duty. So here we go and we look at this thing. You know, the, I'm, being, I'm being villainized for doing my job in, in essentially protecting the constitutional rights. And like I said, just because the First and the, and the Second Amendment are, are, are considered positive rights that people want to take advantage of, we can't forget those folks that are facing uh, criminal prosecution that have a legitimate Fifth and, and Sixth Amendment right. And just because they're unpopular in some quarters doesn't mean they're every bit as legitimate as those other rights that we have. And, here, you know, um, if you look at the Founding Fathers and how our history was founded, back in Mar- on March 5th, 1770, we had the Boston Massacre, which was really one of the precursors to the revolution and the forming of our country. And, and after the Boston Massacre, where some uh, British soldiers fired on some of the colonists uh, and some people were killed, and it was a big scene, a very intense uh, trial afterwards, uh, the colonists wanted these guys uh, 
um, put to death for it. And a young attorney by the name of John Adams took the case, and he was vilified for it. And he took the case, and he defended these guys. And they were tried before a jury of colonists, of the people who were fired upon. And you know what? After, uh, uh, after the trial, everybody except the two soldiers who fired were acquitted. And the two soldiers that fired weren't put to death. They were, they were found guilty of a lesser charge of manslaughter. And ironically, uh, John Adams, for taking that step, he lost half of his legal practice. He suffered tremendously. He was criticized and, and, and lionized uh, for doing that. But look what happened in the ensuing years. This guy went on to become a signer of our Constitution, of our Declaration of Rights. He contributed to the Constitution. He became the second president of the United States following George Washington. And later on in life, when he was asked about defending these folks, he said it was one of, one of the highest achievements in his, in his public life doing that because of what it meant to Americans' liberty in our country. And that's what these scoundrels who have gotten out in front and made this a political issue, these people that we expect to be vanguards of the criminal justice system, that we expect to look out for us and not take advantage for political reasons of some poor kid who got, who got arrested out in the street and maybe, maybe isn't guilty of, being, of, of what he's being charged with because there have been no facts presented in court. The evidence hasn't been heard. We don't know whether he's guilty or not. That's the travesty. And, you know, I look here at the parallels. You know when uh, Victor Lua was arrested? When? March 5th, 2010, 240 years after the Boston Massacre. I mean, I looked at that and I said, wow, if that isn't, if that isn't Providence, right? That is, uh, and, you know, it's funny. You, you, the way you explain that, uh, you know, I hate to say it because we're friends and I don't want people to think that I'm, I'm I don't know, sucking up to you or something like that like but but it kind of it, it makes me a little bit emotional because that's what this country was founded on it was that's founded right. by men like john adams like george washington right. like thomas jefferson like benjamin franklin who had a belief that we can create a government for the people and by the people correct that will that the government will be accountable to the people and won't run amok that's right and they, they lived by that. They were willing to die for it. They were willing to put their names down on a piece of paper, a declaration of independence from the biggest sovereign nation in the world. The sun never set on the British Empire. That's right. And they, these small three little colonies, 13 little with colonies. With no army and no, no navy. Nothing. Right. Went after the British Empire and said, we're going to get away from you. We're yeah. going to have a revolution. And do you know this. why they did that? Do you know why they did that? Because they lived under tyranny, true tyranny. That's and when you see what's happening here today, when the people that we have in office that are supposed to be looking out for our rights, and because they, want, they, they just don't want their cold, dead fingers pulled off uh, the, you know, the, the, the reins of power, they're willing to, to sacrifice some poor kid who doesn't have any other means to fight. How does this kid fight the system? How does he fight the system when they just lay it out there on the street like that? That's the problem and has been the problem with Orange County politics for too long. And we need people that will go in and stand up to them and expose it when they're doing it and, and, and back them down. And once again, like I said at the beginning of the show, that is why this race for sheriff is so important. Because you have two people 
that you can pick from that are status quo, that the system's not going to change, it's not going to shake up county government, it's not going to shake up the power players in this county. That's right. Or you can vote for somebody like Bill Hunt, who is my friend, and you can see the system begin the change. And I think, frankly, I think, frankly, people in America right now, because of what's happening with the federal government yes. and because of what's happening with the state government, I think people are eager for that change. But, but not, not only that, look what's happened here, Cameron. We had, a, we had a sheriff taken out of headquarters in handcuffs while the entire establishment, the Michael Schroeders of the world, the Board of Supervisors, stood around and blocked and tackled and made excuses for him. We had an assemblyman sent out of Sacramento behind a sex scandal. And what do we read in the paper the next day? It was the worst kept secret in Sacramento. What does that tell you? We've got a tr sitting treasurer right now who has recently fined $7 million and found guilty of violating a fiduciary trust and a private trust he managed when he was in private practice. And that's prohibiting from running him... Uh, uh, for him running for re-election right now. These are the people that we have in Orange County representing us. Are you kidding me? Is that the best we can do? That's what the system's protecting. That's the problem. We need to start putting people in who will stand up and represent the people and, and do it with, uh, with from a, a perspective of service rather than entitlement and privilege and, and just a, a, a desperate uh, attempt to maintain uh, power. That has been the problem here for too long, and that's what I'm committed to do. And I've set my nose uh, into the wind, and we're going to continue, and I've got tremendous support in this race, and it's building by the day. And the more they try to attack me, the worse they look, the bigger, the more support we get, and it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to this election. Outstanding. Well, very well said. I really can't add much to that because it was so well said. Uh, and I hate that when that happens, but that's okay. <laughs> but, um, Bill Hunt, thank you very much. Uh, it has been a pleasure. You bet. And, My pleasure. Uh, I, I wish you the best. I, I got to be honest. Uh, you know, we are friends. We're very close. We talk a lot. This damn thing's got me on pins and needles, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just, uh, yeah. it, it's like you don't know how this one is going to go. You just don't know how it's going to well, go. Well, you know, campaigning is an interesting thing. I mean, it's not, you know, in life we're used to typically getting feedback when you work for somebody or if, you, or if you're doing a job. You know, you generally have uh, uh, feedback that lets you know how you're doing. The, the thing about campaigning is you really don't. I mean, you can, you can do some polling, but uh, the reality is you just go out and you, and you uh, define yourself and your message and your vision for the future and you hope it resonates with people. And we have indicators that uh, that my message is resonating. Uh, I'm very uh, I have, I'm very optimistic about the outcome of this election, and we're going to keep working hard. All right, June 8th is the date to vote. Uh, as always, uh, I'm always happy to be here every Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. This is the OC Show. I am Cameron Jackson. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. My guest today, Bill Hunt, running for Orange County Sheriff. Voting June 8th. Next week on the show, I'm going to be talking about the propositions. It's very important. My, my, my uh, proposition voting guide that I do every election cycle. And also, coming up next, Disco for Your Health with Jeremy. I saw him. The hair is in, baby. So uh, we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.